joining us now, uh, Reza Safa, who is a pastor, is one of the leading voices of the revival uh, of revival in the Muslim world, and is an expert on the subject of Islam and the threat of radical Islam in the United States. He joins us now. Recently had the chance to meet him, a terrific person. And I thought, because this issue came up last night, uh, Pastor Safa, I thought it'd be a great time to have you on. How are you, sir? Good to talk to you. Uh, thank you. Good to be with you, Laura. Um, so Hillary said she'd do it all over again uh, in in Libya and I guess all the other decisions they made in the Middle East. It just We're all doubling down on all those things. What, what do you make of that? You know, I'm thinking, does Hillary's policy going to be any different than her husband? Uh, you know, during the two terms presidency, uh, we had a lot of attacks and boldness out of the radical Islam. You know, as a matter of fact, between 1996 and mid-2000, Bin Laden was not in deep hiding. Uh, he gave sermons in Kandahar's largest mosque. He talked openly on satellite phone. Uh, people like uh, Robert Fisk, Peter Arnett of CNN, and John Miller of ABC News, and many others interviewed him. Uh, America had the chance, under Bill Clinton, uh, to arrest him and take him out so that 9-11 would never happen again. Uh, you know, former CIA agent Michael uh, Schur, uh he estimated there were about 10 chances to capture and kill Bin Laden, Bin Laden, Bin Laden, uh, during this period of time, and a Clinton administration failed. So my, my thinking is, is Hillary any different? The very fact that uh, Ms. Clinton says today that she cannot call radical Islam, use the term radical Islam, because it sounds hostile to Muslims, which I think is the other way around. As a matter of fact, if you, you know, I used to be a radical Muslim myself. If somebody called me a radical Muslim, that would be a, a prideful thing for me as a devout Muslim. And so the very fact that she's denying the truth about radical Islam. We are at war with radical Islam. I don't believe uh, that it's going to be, I believe that it's not going to be any different with Clinton, with Hillary, than, than it was with her husband. Uh, Pastor, uh, we've had uh, on and off discussions about the refugees who are coming into the country, uh, 100,000 or so. Uh, Obama raised the number. However, the figures are, I think it's 97% of them are Muslim. Uh, we have Christians who are are begging for help in Iraq and in, uh, of course, Syria, with their ancestral uh, homelands being destroyed, uh, brutalized, their girls taken, sold into sex slavery, uh, and literally falling on deaf ears. They're, they're getting no help. Um, but we are welcoming in mostly people of the Islamic faith. Um, and when you bring this up, people say, well, that's racist. That's how dare you. That's that's anti-Muslim to even bring up the fact that most of them are are not Christian. What, what's your sense on that conversation? Uh, you know, when you when you think about Islam, Islam is a government before it's a religion. It used to be a religion when Muhammad was in Mecca for 12 years. He preached a message of peace, and all he had was 300 converts. When Muhammad moved to Yasreb, or Medina, the nature of his revelation changed completely. And Islam, from a 
religious uh, entity became a political entity. Today, Islam, for the majority, is a Islam is a government. It has a social system. It has a political system. It has an economical system. When we deal with Islam, we have to understand that we're dealing with a government. I think the hindrance to our intelligence today is that we pack Islam in the category of religion, and therefore we have a hard time with dealing with issues that is very clear. The very fact that uh, Donald Trump says that we have to stop radical Muslims or is Muslim people immigrating to America till we vet them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been saying this in my seminars for years. Uh, let me give you an example. I think if we can define this or refine it or uh, make it more uh, uh, specificity of it, I think we understand it better. For instance, Saudi Arabia, a country that we consider our ally, mm-hmm. 90 plus percent of that population of that kingdom are Salafi Muslims. Salafis are the most dangerous people on the planet, period. If I was the president of the United States, I would not allow any Saudi Arabian enter to this country. Pakistan, we have a population of 200 million Muslims. It is known that anywhere between 10 to 30% of the population of Pakistan are Hanafis, another crazy group of Islamic radicals. Hanafis out of, uh, you know, the Pakistanis, 30%, that's 60 million people. Let's say if 20 Pakistani were to enter this country, six of them are radical Muslims that want to take our lives. Would you allow those 20 people to come in? I would not. Uh, countries like Qatar, Saudi Arabia, these nations in the Gulf area, Listen, 19, 15 of the 19 assailants that attacked 9-11 were Saudis. So when you hear, when you hear, hold on, Pastor, when you, so when you hear the, and we could play all the sound bites of people criticizing Trump for being uh, anti-Islam, anti-religious, discriminatory. He said horrible things about Muslims. You reject that as a former Muslim yourself. Absolutely. Um, uh, you mean Trump's ideology of allowing Muslims to come in? You reject the criticism of him as somehow oh, absolutely. discriminatory. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, uh, because people do not understand what we're dealing with, they do not understand Trump. I think if Donald Trump could make sense out of, out of his statement and speak it in details, explain these things that I'm explaining to you, I think people would have a better understanding. Because we are at war. In in an arena of war, you're not talking about what kind of language and correctness you're using. You're dealing with a group of people that are after your very existence. Listen, if you look at the Islamic uh, history, from the 7th century, Right after Muhammad's death, by the way, in that 12 years, 10 years that Muhammad was in Medina, there was not one single Christian and Jew left in that city that was majority by the Jews. By the end of his time, two years after his death, Muslim armies started invading nations. Within 200 years, they conquered two continents. When they came to Iran, in one day, these, I'm talking about, these are not some radical, crazy, offshoot groups. These are Islamic army raised and bred by Muhammad, Mu'awiyah, Omar. 
Osman or Abu Bakr, these are the Khalif of the Islam. When they came to Iran in one city, in the city of Gorgon, they beheaded, Muslim commander beheaded 20,000 heads in that day. So, now, the, so, so the that so no, research, but nobody ever dis, again when you bring these arguments up that are just historical facts. Again, Pastor Reza Safa, former Shiite Muslim from Iran, uh, became a Christian, uh, has been preaching the you know the the truth about you know the the challenges that Islam faces as a political movement. It's a political movement in so many ways today, but but regarded as just another religion of peace, which I think he says obscures the the real argument here, or the real truth. When you say things like this, Pastor, and this will have to be your final comment, we're out of time, inevitably the response will be, as Obama said last year, the year before, what about the Inquisition? What about what the Christians have done? What are the excesses of all these other religions? They've all had their difficult past. And to you, you respond how? Now, again, when we talk about an ideology, we have to go to the root of it. Did Jesus command his followers to kill other people, to convert them? Did Muhammad? Yes. Did Jesus? No. So, again, when we talk about Islam, we're not talking about a group of people. We're talking about the source of information, which is Sunnah, Muhammad's tradition. And then we talk about the Quran. Let's talk about the Quran. Let's talk about the Quran, see if the Quran is a peaceful religion. Let's look at verses of the Quran. Quran commands, curses every Christian and Jew, Surah chapter 9, verse, uh, verse 30, verse 29. Surah chapter 9, verse 28, it says, Ya yahladina amanu, annama mushrikuna najasun. All of the uh, polytheists, which is Christians, including you and I, are, are unclean. Every single one of them is put curse on it. I mean, that language is violent by its, by its source. Pastor Not Reza. talking about any ideology of any group. Mm -hmm. Pastor Reza Safa, this is a fascinating conversation. We're going to have you back for a longer segment. We'll do a whole hour on this, bring in other voices as well. Just a fascinating uh, you know, history, conversation, and I know very provocative to many people, but we just have to talk facts here, uh, and we'll continue to do that on The Laura Ingram Show. We'll take a break, close this out uh, as we wrap up another great hour of radio. The Laura Ingram Show. 